Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 232, Overcooked Bacon. You've almost certainly heard of the six degrees of separation phenomenon, sometimes known whimsically as the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where it supposedly takes only an average of six connections to reach any person on the planet from any other. In the case of the common Kevin Bacon parlor game, you name any actor, and he's acted in a movie with someone who acted with someone dot dot dot, and after naming less than six movies, you can always reach Kevin Bacon. For example, let's start with Kristen Bell, one of our greatest living actresses due to her role as the hexagon in Flatland the movie. For her, we just need two steps. She was in Big Miracle with Maura Ginsburg, and Ginsburg was in My One and Only with Kevin Bacon. In earlier podcasts, I've mentioned that mathematicians often think of this in the slightly geekier terms of paper authorship and Paul Erdős. Although this concept is well known, its truth is not actually as well established as you might think. I'm not referring to the well-documented fact that numerous actors are better connected than Kevin Bacon, perhaps his lack of math podcasting has damaged his career in recent years, but to the general idea of connecting any two people in six steps. Wikimedia mentioned several early precedents for the Six Degrees concept, starting with Hungarian author Frignus Carnithi in the 1920s. However, it really got its kickstart in recent times from a Psychology Today article in 1967, where Stanley Milgram described an experimental test of his theory. He gave volunteers assignments to send a letter to random people around the U.S., with the rule they could only send it to people they knew on a first-name basis, who then had to forward it on under similar restrictions. He found that on average it took only six steps of forwarding for the letters to reach their targets. As you'd expect, news about the surprising results spread rapidly. However, many years later, a writer named Judith Kleinfeld looked up Milgram's original raw data and was surprised at what she saw. In the Psychology Today article, Milgram failed to report that less than 30% of the letters ever made it to their destination. The six degrees were only measured in the small minority that succeeded, making the overall result much less impressive. Sure, perhaps there were legitimate reasons for some failures. People in the middle may have been suspicious of being asked to forward a random item to a stranger, but it still makes the reported result very questionable. To think about why the six degrees idea might be true or false, it's useful to abstract the question into a problem in graph theory. This means we should think of people as dots or vertices on a large piece of paper with connections between them symbolized by edges between any pair of vertices. If we're representing people on Earth, there are about six billion vertices. We're asking the question, to get from any vertex A to any other vertex B, how many edges do we need to traverse? If we assume that each person has about a thousand acquaintances, then in one step we can reach a thousand vertices, in two steps a thousand times a thousand, or one million, then in three steps one billion. So we'd expect to reach anyone on the planet an average of fewer than four connections, making the six degrees idea actually seem a bit pessimistic, if anything. But something seems too easy about this random graph model. Are any two random vertices really equally likely to be connected? Am I just as likely to know an arbitrary computer geek from Oregon as an arbitrary goat farmer from Cambodia? It seems we should somehow be able to account for being more likely to know people in a similar location, job, social class, etc. A nice article on the Mathematics Illuminated website discusses some alternative models. As an opposite extreme to the random graph, suppose we arrange the vertices in a large circle where every vertex is connected only to its thousand nearest neighbors. Now to get from one vertex to the one on the opposite side of the circle, who's about 3 billion vertices away, we need 3 billion over 500 or 6 million connections. Definitely more pessimistic than our original model. But this is an extremely negative model. 
While we all know many more people among our neighbors, most of us certainly do know some people who are well-connected in far-off locations. If we allow just a few of these long-distance connections, we significantly reduce the number of hops needed. For example, suppose we designate a thousand equally spaced world traveler vertices representing people who are well-connected in global organizations that are all connected to each other. Then to get anywhere, we just have to traverse the average of three million people to get to the nearest long-distance edge, cross it, and visit the same number of people on the other side, reducing the average traversal from six million connections to about 12,000. This leads to what mathematicians call a small world graph, where most vertices are connected to a large number of neighbors, but a few hub vertices have a lot of distant connections. You can think of this like an airline routing map. To get to a distant city, you first fly to a nearby hub, then make a long-distance flight from there to another hub, and finally from that hub, you reach your destination. It's probably easy for you to think of some hub people in your life. In my case, while most people I talk to daily are from Oregon, my old friend Ruth graduated from Oxford and worked until last year in the Obama White House. So through her, I probably have a very short path to numerous prominent politicians worldwide, for better or worse. As we've seen, these hub connections drastically reduce the hops needed to connect any two vertices. The addition of a thousand world travelers to the circular graph actually strikes me as a major underestimate of likely real-life long-distance connections, making the original idea of six degrees of separation start to seem quite reasonable. We should add, of course, that Milgram's flawed experiments were not the final word on the topic. There have been many similar efforts over the years, and this experiment has gotten easier as the world's become more interconnected in trackable ways through the growth of the Internet. Microsoft did an experiment in 2006 analyzing users of their messenger network and found an average of 6.6 .6 hops to connect any two people, with a worst-case number of 29. So Milgram may have been right after all, despite the problems with his trials. On the other hand, the number might be noticeably higher for the non-electronically gifted portion of the world population, would that hypothetical Cambodian goat farmer be on the internet or know someone who is? Hopefully soon the internet will be bringing this podcast as well as personal connections to every human being on the planet, but we're not quite there yet. This has been your Math Mutation for today.